Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Spiritual Alignment Podcast. This is your host, Mitesh and Shakti, presenting you the topic for today, which is how to be positive in life. Yeah, and this is a topic that comes up often for a lot of folks, just thinking about you know, all the situations going on in the world, in their personal lives, in every single moment, it brings up quite a bit of feelings, emotions, tension. And people are always asking, how do you be more positive? How can I be more positive? Because there's so much going on in my life. And, I'm, you know, they, they can do a laundry list of things that are going on in their life. But throughout that all, how can you be more positive? And this is a question that I get too. And I don't even know what I'm doing sometimes, but people ask you, how are you so positive? Or I know Shakti, you get that as well. Like, how are you more positive, Shakti? Like, how are you so positive in life? I'm like, I'm just being me. I don't know how, how you respond to that. Well, I have a response. Um, but yes, I I get that question all the time. And it almost has become the expectation that no matter how bad the situations are, Shakti, you got to be positive because you meditate. You got to be positive because you're such a, you know, teacher. And I'm like, no, life doesn't work this way. I'm a human being. <laughs> hmm. So um, I know I wasn't, I, I was positive always, but then I also lost that positivity along the way. And I had to work really hard on myself to be able to restore a positive outlook. So I have some things to share that are going to actually surprise you. So that is what I want to put out. If you are watching this live or you are catching our podcast, there, there's more coming that will surprise you along the lines of how do you stay positive. So just to keep our listeners a little bit more in suspense. I just want to make a quick comment on what you said about about your how people respond to you. And it's funny how people respond to you of, you know, you're happy because you do this or you're happy because you do a certain thing. You know, whether you meditate, whether you practice yoga, whether you whatever you're doing in your practice, they they observe and watching or are watching you. But if that is really the case, then why aren't they doing it themselves? <laughs> Why aren't more people meditating? Why aren't more, you know, if you believe it's going to make other people happy, and even though, like you said, it, it there's other things behind your your happiness and your positivity. Why aren't people doing more meditation and and knowing what's good for them, or, or not even what's good for them, but knowing what could potentially bring them a sense of peace or even more positivity? Well, that's a great question. I feel like people like us practice our tools, yoga, meditation, nature walks, um, working out, whatever those tools are, breathing practices, um, whatever those tools are, we are doing it because we know we are not positive. It's because we have the awareness of that we don't feel like ourselves. And this is really why we make the commitment to show up to practice these tools every day of our life. And I will tell you on a good day, maybe I'll meditate for 30 minutes and that is that sets me up for my day. But on not so good day, 
right? I may have to practice three times for 30 minutes each time. And I always tell clients this. On a good day, you practice your tools and you heal. On a bad day, you practice your tools and heal. And on a good day, you do exactly the same. Practice your tools and So the more we do that and make this our habit, the more stronger our foundation is going to be to be able to hold space for all the stuff out there that is not positive. Mm. And it is like you're, you're stand, you're the building. And you kind of need that strong foundation to really go at your day. And this is like every day's work. It's it's not like you build this foundation two years ago and it's going to keep lasting. That's not how life works. It's day by day, moment by moment, reassessing how strong is your foundation. And if that foundation feels shaky for any reason... Because things are happening in the world, because things are happening in your life, because things are happening in your family, then it is really the call to come back and make that foundation stronger. And I know, Mitesh, you didn't ask me this question. You asked me the question why other people aren't doing, (laughs) aren't meditating. And it is because there are layers of energies and thoughts and emotions that disconnect from the awareness of how strong their foundation is. Mm. And this connection comes in the form of you're too busy. You have to fulfill 1,500 demands placed on you. You have to armor up, go fight a war at your organization. Um. You are a parent. You're responsible for everyone. You are a child to someone and you're responsible for them. So a lot of these responsibilities and trying to fulfill demand, trying to do things for others, trying to, and sometimes it is this idea of perfectionism, to be honest. It it is, I have to be perfect. I can't really be aware of like there's no in inter permission internal permission even offered to your body to your own awareness to have the sense of where am i in this moment and I, actually i was just talking to someone yesterday and they mentioned to me that um we were talking about feelings this is a man right we were talking about feelings and they shared with me um, Shakti, I don't even feel anything. Um, and I was talking about feeling hungry and excited and feeling uh, called to do something. And they were like, no, I don't feel hungry. I uh, have set my body according to clock. And my mind tells me when I should be eating meals. And it's like 10 a.m. I'll do my breakfast. 1 p.m. I'll do my lunch. You know, 6 p.m. I'll do my dinner and that's it. I do this every single day, rinse, repeat. It works flawlessly for me. And I ask them, well, if there's no opportunity for your body to co-create your experiences, for your body to speak to you in the form of hunger, right? Then how 
do you, how do you feel, how do you like have most fulfilling feel, meals of your life? They're like, I don't. I eat what my wife cooks for me. I'm so not fussy. I am so flexible and I eat what my wife cooks for me. And this is really the type of living we all go through. We all have been so encouraged in this world to live from our minds, from a very mental space that really disconnects us from our bellies, from our sacrum, from our um, hips, to be able to feel to be able to feel what our body feels, to be able to take steps, ask that question, okay, my body's feeling hungry. What do I do about it? Do I, do I cook meals? Do I take out? What would I like to eat? What is so fulfilling for me to eat right now that my body can actually enjoy? And you see, when there's no opportunity to ask that question, and engage in that curiosity and the question answer, I can't, you know, it's hard to have a fulfilling, appetizing, delicious meal that really, that really satiate our taste buds, that really satiate our hunger. And that feels like, yum, wow, that was the meal of my life. And I, mm. I, I guess where, what I'm trying to say is that we all deserve to have the meal of our life in every meal we eat. Why compromise? So I hear a lot about what you're saying in terms of presence and giving yourself permission to put yourself as a priority. You, know, you mentioned earlier about there's so many things to do. There's limited amount of time, but generally our attention is given to something or someone where we sacrifice ourselves. And so that's one thing is that, you know, we're trying to fight against time and, you know, try to get as much done. And then the second part is when we find, or not even giving ourselves the, the opportunity to find that presence where asking yourself in this moment, what is the most fulfilling? Yes. I mean, it can go clockwork and saying, okay, every Wednesday I have this particular meal at this particular time and I enjoy it but really are you enjoying it or is it just a, you know, a check mark in a way of like, all right, I fulfilled this schedule that I have made for myself. Maybe it's outdated. Maybe you have the same schedule for the last 30 days, oh, sorry, 30 years. Is it isn't present time? And I remember when I used to work in New York city in downtown, there was uh, one day there was like a pizza truck that would be in the downtown area. And I made it my, like every Wednesday or something like that, or I forgot Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday for lunch, I would go to that pizza cart. Cause they weren't there on like Monday. There were certain days that they weren't there. And so on Wednesdays I would go there and it doesn't matter if, if it was, you know, something else that was more delicious or a new restaurant that opened up or, or whatever it was, but that was the place that I would go. And it was just by habit and, whether or not it was fulfilling, it was just a check mark at the end of the day. That now that I look back on it, do you like pizza? I do. Mm. I do. But I mean, if there's a tr if there is a, that level of exploration 
of, okay, what else is there that we have today? Or what, what am I feeling today? Mm -hmm. You know, versus like, oh, it's Wednesday. I must be feeling this. You see what I'm saying? There's the, it's the opposite of that. Yeah, absolutely. I hear you, Matash. And I think that's such a great example because you were probably in the moment solving for time and making things quick and inexpensive. There's so many models that the mind take, try to problem solve the most (laughs) optimal solution. I don't know if you remember these operations classes uh, in like, I don't know, grad school, I, I had these like the the shortest time taken to complete this task, mm. you know, kind of project management um, in that project management world. But yeah, I hear you. And I I didn't really, when we started this conversation, Mitesh, I didn't really uh, was thinking that our conversation will go here. But now that we are here, I'm really being guided to take a stand. And take a stand for our community, for ourselves, for everybody who's watching and will be watching this um, conversation for times to come. I want to take a stand today. No matter what your definition of negative and positive is, anything that you are doing from the perspective, from the intention of checking the box, anything you are doing from not being able to feel fully what you need in this moment is not a positive event, is not a positive outcome. Because it it is an empty exercise. It's an empty event. It's an empty action. And Because it doesn't honor your body. It doesn't honor where you are in this moment and what Mm. you need in this moment. And that emptiness from just living life from a mental level is going to put things out that are empty in the world and going to receive things that are empty for yourself. And no wonder as a society, we have disconnected from our internal fulfillment. So it's almost like it's not even about positive or negative. It's simply about being conscious and in the moment. And when you are there, then you don't have to solve for positive or negative because you are there and really tuning in to what is live now, what is alive, what is fulfilling now. And it almost reminds me of like how we... You know, as as a kid, when you are growing up, you're not planning your day out just like we do now. <laughs> We're not planning, okay, you know, oh, I woke up at nine in the morning now and I'm going to, you know, at 10 o'clock, I'm going to do this and here I'm going to take my shower and I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. We don't plan our day out like that at all. And not to say that it's a, a crime to plan out your day, but this is just how kids do it. They... You know, they, when they get hungry, they they ask for food. When they are wanting to play, they go outside. When they are bored, they'll figure out something else. And, you know, when they want to talk to somebody, they'll talk to somebody. <laughs> it's, it's really that in-the-moment type experience. Exactly. And I just spoke about it yesterday in my live, actually. As kids, we are masters masters of listening to our bodies and our heart 
we are masters in like flowing in that internal guidance. And, you know, if you notice a kid, like my kids wake up and let's say it's a weekend and they don't have to worry about classes or anything, they wake up and they start playing. And then once they're done playing, they go to their next play and they are constantly listening to what is exciting in the moment. They start their day with what is exciting to play, most exciting to play. And they do that and they go to the, what's the next most exciting thing to play? And they do that and they go to the next play and the next play and the next play. And this is how they spend their entire day. One play to the next play, simply flowing in their excitement. And that is it. Yeah, I look at our daughter and and she... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it concerned me at some point, but I was able to kind of work around it. But, you know, it'd be like noon, almost one o'clock, and she'd be so busy in her play. And I'd ask her, did you have breakfast yet? Or did you have anything yet? And she's not like, no, daddy, I've been playing. And I'm like, what? You haven't had eaten anything? And my daddy brain gets a little concerned and like alerts start <laughs> firing in my head. Like, oh, no, she's going to starve. But for her. It's not the worst thing in the world. She's listening to her body. She's listening. Like if she's hungry, she's going to ask. If she's hungry, she's going to find food. She's going to listen to her body. And that's one of the beauty, uh, beautiful lessons that she always offers us is like, hey, you don't have to make this clockwork. You can just be and allow yourself to take everything moment by moment. Absolutely. And keeping things intentional, keeping this internal communication flowing with yourself, where you listen, where you intently listen to how you feel, Mm. looking for tapping into that excitement, the natural excitement that we all have as humans. So what would you say now, after we've had this dialogue, and the beauty of this dialogue and this this podcast episode here is really that, you know, but with intention, with purpose, we didn't write everything out. We didn't plan everything out of what we wanted to say. We have a general idea. And we started out with how do you be positive in life? And we recognized through this exchange, this beautiful exchange that we're having is it's not even about positivity. It's being in the moment where all of the other things just go away and they they wash away but I, I i guess for folks who are still not satisfied i'm sure there are some of you listeners right now you're like oh well but that doesn't answer my question i can be present and this and that but how do i be more positive <laughs> and any other suggestions you have i know you were coming to a secret or some sort of uh, secret formula that you were going to offer shakti earlier and i know i made you wait audiences so you might you can blame me on this one but uh shakti what What is it that you have to offer that you wanted to share? I think the number one thing is to really deepen the presence that we have talked about so far, Um, being intentional with things that you do, that emptiness, the empty action is exactly what creates the negativity and disconnect you from fulfillment. And to take this even one step further, um, I think it's all so related. When you are present, in the moment with yourself, not being present with other people, just with yourself. The 
question of negative and positive doesn't even come up. Because what is negative and what is positive is simply a definition that your mind has given to things that are happening in your life. Right? The mind says that this thought is positive and this is negative. And when you're present, you get to actually dissolve these very hardwired definition and you get to simply be present with the thought. And simply that presence is really allows you to liberate all that perceived negative into positive. And and I agree with that. I, I feel like there is so much weight given to positive because by definition, if you want to be more positive or if you want to be positive, then you're looking at your life as if it's negative. And that's where most people are starting is that, you know, if they want to show up more positively, then there's somewhere, somewhere in their, in their psyche, in their operation, in their processing that they're thinking about where I am now is crap. Where I am now is not good. Where I am now is negative. And really the first place to start is not trying to get to the positive because anytime you try to get to somewhere, it's going to leave you unsatisfied. Right. First own where you are now and embrace that, hey, I am here and there's a reason why I'm here. And from there, seeing what are the blessings, seeing what are the, the things that are truly meaningful in that moment, even if it's really difficult or harsh, but what is it that that's there? And then that's the first step in my mind is let go of the positive and negative and come, uh, and I know you use this term quite a bit, is a place of neutrality, of can you be in a place where you're not judging where you are now as right or wrong, good or bad, ugly, beautiful, whatever that <laughs> dynamic is, can you be here now? Exactly. And I think, you know, if I am allowed to take one more stand is the secret to being positive is to allow yourself to be negative. Yes, we all want to be neutral, but if you are not there, feeling the neutrality, allow yourself to be negative. Allow yourself to have fearful thoughts. Allow yourself to have all kinds of different thoughts. That's powerful. And asking yourself, how in this moment can I accept my fear? How in this moment can I be present with my fear? Can I be present with my choices? How in this moment can I drop these labels of right and wrong and positive and negative and just allow myself to be in acceptance for all that I am? And you'll see pretty quickly. And you, if you just like simply hold that acceptance and breathe with it, you'll see how quickly that disappears and leaving you empty. There's like this image that popped into my mind as you were speaking. It's like, you know, trying to run away from something, whatever it's the fear or the 
this emotion and you run away, you run away and you kind of look behind you and you still see it chasing you. But the moment you stop and you face it, there's no more chase. Exactly. It's just you seeing it, it sees you and you decide what to do with it at that point. And yeah, that, that's really the, the nugget, the golden wisdom or the gem that you've offered there is lean into it, see the fear, acknowledge it and see why it's even there in the first, why is it bugging you? <laughs> why are you running from it? And take it from there. Well, great. It's something that, you know, we never know where this conversation would go, but this is exactly the, the conversation that needed to be had. And that's the beauty of the Spiritual Alignment Podcast is that we like to play off of each other. Shakti and I, whether it's uh, having a conversation, having a, you know, a dialogue, whatever it might be, but just being present here and now, not knowing what's going to come forward and really allowing ourselves to channel this, what needs to become. And, and that's when I'm sure you notice, even as a, as a listener, you've probably had conversations with people in your life where somebody says something and then you have an idea, you have an aha moment. And that's exactly the, the, a win, what I would say for us here is really in this podcast to to bring forth the things that need to become, need to be brought forth. And uh, we encourage you to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We'll have some links to for you to share that you can uh, subscribe. And, and we're going to be offering many more podcasts uh, in the future. And we encourage you to uh, be the first to receive it by subscribing to it. And you'll hear more conversations with us, with uh, other guests in the near future. And so we thank you and honor you for your listening and your presence. And any final words from you, Shakti, before we close? Um, uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you for, thank you for taking the moment in your busy day to hear what we had to say. And I also want to say congratulations for engaging in these conversations and bit by bit, one conversation at a time, you will start noticing changes in your life because every conversation that we put together is aimed at only one thing, and that is to help increase, expand your awareness so that you get to grow, so you get to develop, so you get to really expand in your power, in your acceptance, in your worthiness, in your expression of you. And that is a promise we hold as a spiritual alignment team. And we are just so delighted to co-create with you one episode at a time. Thank you, Mitesh. All right. Thank you, Shakti. Until next time. <laughs>